1: Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon.
2: And we're on, and welcome to another edition of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Tiaga. Simon Clancy is here. Chris Kaufman will join us in the second half of the show. As always, we are brought to you by Manscaped. Use promo code 5RSN. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping. And, of course, Price Picks. Go to Price Picks. You get a $100 sign-up bonus as soon as you deposit $100. So that means you deposit $100, they give you $100, and it's a one-time rollover. Use promo code 5 five F I V E. And they're doing this thing called, right now, their they're 12 days of Pixmas, which is they're doing a promotion a day. Today's promotion is pretty simple. You bet any combination... For $20 today. If you win, you win. Okay, so, like, let's say you take um, uh, San Francisco interception today. Uh, Geno Smith over 235 yards passing. And maybe DK Metcalf for five receptions or more. Okay? You take those three things. You bet $20 on it. If you win, you win. You get $100 if you win. If you lose, they give you back the $20. They give it back to you. So, they're giving you a free bet today. Take it. Do it. All right. Is that a good promotion, by the way, Simon, or what? They're basically telling you, go bet on us. If you win, you win. If you lose, we give it back to you. It's free money. It's free money. Absolutely. How can you not take it? All right. It's it's cold and Buffalo. Did you know that? Were you aware of that, Simon?
3: Apparently so. Apparently yeah,
2: so. It, it, that's all they talk about down here. It's been five days. It's been... Well, it's been now four days of uh weather weather channel talk here on all the all the
3: stations, all all it's the amazing, beat writers. Um, it's amazing how people forget so quickly that Bill's fans complain about the heat and yet Miami fans are like, Oh, it's snowing, it's cold. It's just <laughs> like seriously, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah.
2: The what was what was hilarious is like, look, it's been since I don't know. Since as far back as I could remember, the Dolphins never, you know, never played well in cold weather. It's just the thing. It's just the beginning of time. It's been
3: cold in Buffalo.
2: Yes. (laughs) But for some reason, it's special this time around, you know? And I love how uh, Bill's fans. Okay. First of all, I remember very, very clearly them bitching for about eight weeks about the sun being a problem. Okay. All right. Even one Bills fan started, and they were completely serious, a petition to OSHA about our, our practice of having the the visiting team on that sideline cooking, okay? So, you know, that it's going to be cold this week? Okay, who cares? It's it's the sport. That's That's how it works. That's how home field advantage works. We get our advantage in September. They get theirs in December if they get home games against the Dolphins or other warm-weather teams. So it is what it is. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to spend too much time on on the weather, okay? Although Mike McDaniel is running around <laughs> practice wearing a I wish it was colder T-shirt.
3: <laughs> so I don't know what, what to make of that. Yeah, that stuff is just like I, – I, I know Dolphins fans love that. <laughs> to me, if you turn up and you get smacked by 35 points on Saturday night, you just look an idiot. So, <laughs> you know, we'll see.
2: I don't mind, I don't mind, I don't mind, uh, you know, piling on the pressure, uh, you know, you know, I don't mind it because it's, it really doesn't matter at all. Like wearing that t-shirt is not, put it this way. It's not going to be in Josh Allen's head on third and six in the second quarter, you know, Mike McDaniel wore that stupid t-shirt. Now I'm really going to play well, you know, like nobody gives a crap. That's just for the fans. That's just for the media. You know, that's just for his brand. That's just for the Mike McDaniel brand.
3: But, oh, I don't know. This stuff becomes bulletin board material. And do you know what I mean? It's I don't know. We'll see. We'll, well see Shaq,
2: Shaq Lawson looks like, like he wants to die in practice. I don't know if you saw him, but he's like like, you know, where's Shaq Lawson from, by the way? Because he looks like he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> he, he was in he was in practice. Did you see that? That's ridiculous. He can't even move in that stuff. Where's he from?
3: I mean, who knows?
2: I gotta look that up because he looked miserable in practice. And yes, it, it, twenty-two degrees is miserable. So, yeah, of course. Uh, Shaq Lawson is from South Carolina. There you go. It gets kind of cool, but not not cold.
3: I mean, yeah. I'm going to I'm googling the last time it snowed in South Carolina <laughs> because that's the. That's the factoid everybody wants to know, right? When was the yeah. last snow in South Carolina? Two thousand and nine.
2: Okay. Yeah, Mark- yeah like um uh, like uh, Tua said, it, it snowed in Alabama his freshman year. <laughs>
3: yeah, I mean I think it's quite interesting that he, you know, when he went up to see Talia, he he threw in the snow up there. Um mm-hmm with a couple of the Marin and receivers and threw in the cold weather for a little bit, had a throwing session, said he didn't feel any effects of throwing in the snow. So, you know, at least he's, at least he's done it, but it's a whole different thing when you've got guys like Matt Milano and Greg Russo chasing you around on a, on a Saturday night and a mm. big game with the Bills mafia in the crowd, but we'll see. We'll see.
2: Yeah. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of fun. Dolphins are, and I said, so on Monday, they're kind of required to play a good game because they played an absolutely shit game. Uh, on Sunday night against the Chargers, for the most part, especially on offense. But uh, some real things. They're going into this game, the Dolphins are, with essentially no safeties. Uh, I've heard that you kind of need those. And it's Javon Holland and then a pile of guys because uh, Eric Rowe has already been ruled out. It looks like Verone McKinley is going to start. Justin Bethel is going to be one of the safeties. And your old friend, Fajetlodom, or wherever the hell his name is, is also going to be, I guess, pressed into action. Uh, depending on the conditions, it won't matter too much, but you kind of need that extra tackler, especially against Josh Allen. And they're losing a good one in Eric Rowe. Uh, how do you make of this? What do you make of this? And how do they combat this? How do they how do they begin to replace Eric Rowe? Because it they were already thin to begin with. Now it's it, like now you're scraping the bottom of the barrel already.
3: Yeah, I think you probably shift Javon Holland and, and Veroe McKinley around a little bit. I'd imagine McKinley will play some single high. Holland might do some of the dirty work down in the trenches and down in the in the box. It's not that the Dolphins have a safety they can bring up. I mean, they've got, what, two corners, Tino Ellis and Kadar Holman who they can, and Jamal Perry, who they could bring up. Perry obviously having the most experience, certainly with the Dolphins, but no safeties they can necessarily bring up. Wouldn't surprise me if they moved Noah Igbenogane around a little bit. You know, that actually Noah's all right with the stuff in front of him. You know, it's mm. when things get behind him that, you know, he gets he gets into trouble. He's not a bad tackler, was a good tackler at Auburn. So good special teams player at Auburn. So, you know, that's that could be a thing. Um, but beyond that, I mean, yeah, it's it, it's the fedge, mate. That's that's the that's the issue. And yeah, you know, they're thin to Stefan Diggs, you know, Gabe Davis and Cole Beasley with the fedge out there is not necessarily what anybody wants to see in December.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, Cole Beasley might be active for this game, which is all kinds of interesting. Uh, I think the 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 guy you got to watch, although the, the weather conditions, I'm telling you, the weather conditions might even actually help Miami a little bit. The guy you got to worry about is John Brown. He starts extending your defense. That starts opening up things for Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs. And hello, you're back to the Buffalo Bills a year ago, which were, there, you know, they were overwhelming. Uh, they haven't been overwhelming for weeks. Maybe they're they're gearing up toward that once again. How do you begin
3: to, to defend this team, I mean, Simon? Just, it's hard. So many weapons. So many weapons, you know, whether that's James Cook or Singletary or Naheem Hines. Um, it's, you know, Dawson Knox at tight end. You've got the receiver group. I mean, Beasley has just killed teams year after year after year. He knows the system. He comes straight back in. It just... um you know, that's a concern when you get somebody like Cole Beasley and you know th- th- for, for everybody that that had the vaccine and believes in you know <laughs> vaccinations to watch that guy beat us on Saturday night is going to be <laughs> equally doubly galling um when he injects some life into the uh into the Bills receiving core. but I mean it, it's hard to it's hard to countenance how you cover them you know with Roe, with Jones with Brandon Jones with a full with the full set of weapons uh, on the back end. To be down to, you know, the Justin Bethels and the Noah Igbenoganes and, you know, are we going to bring up Jamal Perry from the practice squad to go against, you know, one of the top three route runners in the league in digs, big physical Gabe Davis, Beasley just plays brilliantly out of the slot, Isaiah McKenzie, Dawson Knox, here comes James Cook, oh, here's Naeem Hines who hasn't killed teams out of the backfield for years, Devon Singletree. Oh, and then they've got this kid in the backfield, you know, Josh Allen can just run and pick up third and 17 anyway, because he's done that historically for years against us. So, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see.
2: Yeah. They, they had the uh, dolphins had a little bit of success. Uh, they had some success in on week three, playing a lot of conservative coverages and trying to get after him with the pass rush. Pass rush was really good. Uh, week three, uh, you know, I think that this game might boil, boil down to those those design runs, those quarterback powers. You know, they can't allow Josh Allen to run for 60, 70, 75 yards in this game because that could be the difference in the entire game because they tend to do it a lot on big money downs like third and three, third and four, third and five. They start picking those up. That's an issue. So so is it is it kind of as simple as what I as I'm making it out to be? Like you got to be conservative with your coverages, and you got to get after the quarterback,
3: and that's the good starting point to keeping it kind of close. I think you've got to get home with four, um, but you can't do what we did with Justin Fields, which is just turn you back to the to the quarterback because you know he'll kill you, Uh, Mm. and he has historically done it on third down year after year since he's been in the league against the Dolphins. That's what he does. But with Bradley Chubb, you hope there's more pressure, more internal pressure. But, you know, whether they play with a spy, they didn't play with a spy against Justin Fields, who's probably legitimately more of a running threat in terms of the you know ability, ability to go the distance. Allen is a different weapon in terms of how he runs. Um, But, you know, they're going to have to play conservative on the back end. And either Jerome Baker, maybe Duke Riley. I mean, we keep talking about Channing Tyndall but... You know, it doesn't feel like Tindall's ever going to play that sort of role, certainly this year, because if they were going to do it, they'd have done it already because we played athletic quarterbacks already. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, the intriguing thing for me is, you know, wouldn't surprise me. What I mean, wouldn't it be great, given that Cole Beasley's gone to the practice squad, the Dolphins should just claim him off the practice squad? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah, and play him. And play him. I mean, and John Brown's on the practice squad as well, so we should claim both of them just for shits and giggles. <laughs> and uh because that would be hilarious but um yeah. yeah i mean i think you've got to play conservatively uh otherwise you just end up getting you just end up getting you know rope-a-doped by Allen, which is not what anybody wants but yeah it's a tough ass to go up to buffalo having had two straight road victories you know it's gonna you know people are going to be down the offense is gonna the, the lack of confidence a little bit the offense certainly has struggled whatever you put it down to, whether it's skiing, whether it's the quarterback, whether it's inconsistency at the receiver position, whether it's guys not doing what they're supposed to be doing, execution, all of those things. That, those are issues that Mike McDaniel hasn't shown that he can sort out yet. So he needs to go up to Buffalo and blow the doors off. We've got to keep it tight, you know, hope you win one in the kicking game, get some turnovers. It's not traditionally something we've done against Buffalo is get key turnovers, keep the game tight into the fourth quarter and, you know, let's see if we can move the ball. We need, obviously need Hill healthy, need Armstead healthy, need Wardle healthy Need to are back to form, you know. Can't let this one become a blowout, especially on national TV. That would be, that would be horrendous.
2: Yeah, it'll be yet another another, another and it might just be to the point where you know,
3: let's not play any of these national televised games. Yeah, but also game because... like six. You know, the, if the Chargers beat the Titans and the, and the and the Jets win their game, then we're out of the playoffs with three games to go. And that's not three easy games because Green Bay are still sniffing around the the possibility of the playoffs in a a, a wild card. And then, oh, we travel to New England, which is never an easy place to go to. And they're still playing. They've still got something to play for. And then it's the New York Jets in the last week. And whatever you say about Mike White or, or Zach Wilson or whoever, that defense is legitimately one of the best defenses in the league. And they will be vying for a playoff berth as well. And it may be... I mean, that may be a win-and-in game between the two teams. You know, that could be a national TV game because it could be the final game of the regular season with both teams. The winner, you know, winner takes it all, much as it was with Chargers-Raiders last year. It, that would not shock me if it came down to that.
2: Yeah, if you look at the New York Times, like uh, like their their chart, it's essentially when two out of the last four and you're essentially in the playoffs. But you got to get your game to the point where you could win two out of the last three. Uh, I don't think they're going to win this week uh, on Saturday. So you know you got to play well you got to get your game to the point where you feel good about winning two out of the last three you got two of them at home those should be must wins and 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 to be honest with you they should win all three they're going to be favored in all three games win them all if 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 you know if, if we're going to believe you are who you say you are win all three uh, yeah. teams don't lose games that they're favored in in the NFL if they're good okay uh on the offensive side of the ball it was kind of interesting to hearing Mike McDaniel talk about You know, time of possession, running the ball. Because two teams this year, one of them was this past week, the Chargers. And one of them was the Buffalo Bills, actually. And so did the 49ers, for that matter. They controlled the clock on us badly. All three games, we didn't run the ball that much. They're going to have to switch things up. They're going to have to nickel and dime that defense. They're going to have to try to stay on the field as much as possible. Give some of these teams some of the medicine that they're giving us. Right. It's as simple as that. Run the ball. Be kind of conservative on
3: offense. Right. Mm. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think it'd be great if Jeff Wilson plays. It, it doesn't sound to me like he's going to play. I, I do wonder whether or not they might bring the Michael Ryan up from the practice squad at 217, 218 pounds just to give them a guy who can just, you know, especially in that cold weather, just can just, you know, even if it's three yards here and two yards there and five yards here and three yards there. Just a big old 216, 217 pounder running into you throughout the game in that cold weather, that begins to tie on a defence. Do you know what I mean? It just – I don't think we can come out throwing the ball every down. You know, if we run the ball once, we run to the line, it picks up a yard, then we don't – we just ignore it for five plays. I don't think we could do that. Um, I just I just wonder whether, you know, just that bigger guy, you know, to sort of the – the Thunder to go with Raheem Mostert's Lightning, maybe that's an option for for this team. Because, you know, whilst uh, this is a perfect game for Jeff Wilson in terms of, you know, weather and attitude and toughness and, you know, slobber knockery, snot nose kind of that, that's his game. I just wonder whether running P Ryan into the line a few times might just, you know, loosen things up a little bit. Yeah. And uh, as far as Teron Armstead, uh, the other injury
2: uh, coach essentially. You know, basically said, Yeah, he's playing and he feels great and everything, but you know, his film against the Chargers was was awful. He looked like an injured man. He looked like a man playing with one arm. So we shall see going forward. Uh, to finish up here before we go to break, uh, what kind of game do you expect? And then we're gonna get into the predictions, but what kind of game do you expect in this one?
3: I expect that um look I we have a number of players, you know, Tua says it snows in Alabama. You know, Tyreek Hill played in Kansas City. I'm pretty sure it's Kansas. It's cold in Kansas City. Jerome Baker went to Ohio State. Raheem Mostert went to Purdue. Alex Ingall went to Wisconsin. You know, a lot of these players, you know, it, it is cold and, you know, it's not like this is the first time. It's not like we're all stepping off the beach in Hawaii just going up to, you know, in our shorts and our, you know, and our sandals and, and rolling up at Orchard Park and like, oh, it's pretty cold here, lads, isn't it? I, I, I think if Miami are going to win this, they've got to establish the run. They've got to establish the run. They've got to to make those safeties respect us in the passing game. They need to keep Tua clean. They need a clean game from Tua defensively, and they need to try and control Josh Allen. They can't allow that receiving core plus the tight end plus the backs to to pick up massive chunk yardage. They've got to keep it close going into the fourth quarter. They can't. They've got to show some toughness. They've got to show some spunk and some fight, and show that actually we are a team that can be you know that can be a problem at this time of the year. I'm not saying they're necessarily going to win it or they they need to win it. Obviously, it would be great to win it. But don't get blown out. Show teams in the rest of the AFC that, OK, this Dolphins team can play in December. You lose, you lose on a last-second field goal 27-24. That's not the end of the world. I mean, yeah, it is in terms of the playoff picture. But if you get in the playoffs... They'll make teams think twice about playing the Dolphins, especially if we can go on the road in the snow, nine inches of snow. You can play tough. You can knock people in the mouth. You can run people over in the running game. You can get up to people. And, you know, you look at the the amount of... I think that the Eagles are averaging something ridiculous in terms of like 763 of their rushing yards have been picked up after contact or before contact. There's some ridiculous stat about how incredibly the offensive line is doing we need a big game from the dolphins offensive line to control Mm. that line of scrimmage to to move people off the ball and to be picking up five just drive starting runs you know running into the line and getting one yard is just not acceptable run into the line pick up six and seven on first down let's keep the drive going you know we don't need to be throwing it shot plays 25 yarders down the field the whole time like we talked about in the podcast on Monday, let's mix it up slants and drags and comebacks and little curls underneath guys will wide open on the all 22 as well. You know, so let's not get locked into our first read the whole time. There are going to be lots of guys. I mean, cause there always have been historically, but let's just run the ball. Let's just use the tight ends. You know, it's something we haven't done. So, Control the clock a little bit, you know, make them think about what we're doing, keep our defense off the field. Yeah. You know, defense played 89 snaps against the 49ers. I think they played 80 snaps against the Chargers. These guys are going to be feeling it in their legs. You do what you don't want is Josh Allen coming at you. So keep him off the field. You know, people have been keeping us off the field. That's what the 49ers did. It's what the Chargers did. Try to control the clock and keep the Dolphins offense off the field. Well, why don't we just do the same to other teams? Mm-hmm. You know, we're not built that way. But, you know, let's let's scheme that way
2: absolutely i completely agree and another thing i would add is that the dolphins the way they're built the way their roster is built they have four most teams only have one okay dolphins have four good ball carriers in their wide receiver core tyreek hill jalen Waddle, cedric wilson trent sheffield can all carry the football can all break tackles make people miss use them in the running game use them to supplement the running game okay uh You know, 49ers do it with Debo Samuel all the time, and I understand, okay, Debo has his reputation, but most of those runs are perimeter runs. Who would you rather have, a bruiser out in the perimeter or a blazer that can make one guy miss and take it 60 yards? So incorporate them in the run game. All right, let's make a a prediction here. I'll go first. You know, I think that they're kind of required to to play a good game, and I think they will. I think they'll show up in this one, and they'll just cover. They're seven-and-a-half-point underdogs, I think they'll just cover. They'll lose by a touchdown. I got the Bills 24, Dolphins 17. What say you,
3: Simon? So last week I said in the predictions that I thought there would be a reaction from the 49ers defeat and there was no reaction. In fact, it was worse in many respects um, in terms of the reaction. Um, I'd be worried if there's not a reaction on, on Saturday night. I really would be. I either think the Bills will win it quite comfortably, like 34-17, or I think they'll win it really close, which would be like 27-24. So, it feels like I'm sitting on the fence, and I sort of am, But and and neither of them are Miami win, which will obviously please the people that really hate me. Um, <laughs> hi to you, by the way. Thanks for tuning in. Um, so, I, I think the Bills will win, and... There's just something about it that feels like it might be a bit more comfortable for Buffalo. So I'm going to go thirty-four seventeen bills.
2: All right. Uh, We're going to go to break right now. When we come back, we'll have Chris Kaufman. But first, these words. Do you have a water leak and can't find words coming from? Are you dealing with water or mold damage in your home or business? Then call Water Cleanup of Florida at 954-579-0356 for immediate assistance. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert and their team is prepared to handle all types of leak detection issues 24 hours a day 365 days a year after the leak has been located and repaired water cleanup of Florida will then clean dry and fully restore the damaged areas water cleanup of Florida is fully licensed insured and certified to provide the one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require there is no need to bring in other contractors they will handle the entire project from start to finish service areas include Miami Broward and Palm Beach counties call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone at 954 954-579-0356. Five seven nine zero three five six. 579 356 That's 954-579-0356. Or visit their website at wcufl.com. Water Cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify.
2: And we're back, and as promised, Chris Kaufman. Hello, Chris. Hi. Hey, that's well, it. <laughs> Hi. Well, we're four days removed from that that fiasco on Sunday. Uh, before we get into this game, and Simon and I, we we you know we we tossed it around pretty good as far as what they're going to have to do. Uh, now that Eric Rowe is not going to be available, it looks like Jeff Wilson might actually play, and turn Armstead is, is a medical miracle. He's he says he feels great. Although we saw him, he's play. on one arm and one leg. I don't know how good
4: <laughs> he's going to play, but
2: <laughs> but he says he feels he feels energetic and 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 great. But well, we'll see, right? But it looks like Jeff Wilson might even play, but Eric Rowe won't play. Mm. Uh, how do you feel about the general direction of the team since Sunday? Have you have you looked at the all twenty two and try to get an idea of what actually happened? Have you gained any perspective since last Sunday?
4: Uh no I think I've lost perspective since Sunday. <laughs> um I I'm I'm actually just cuz they are they are 100% running with this and it it does surprise me. Um but they are 100% running with this first Mike McDaniel and then Frank Smith with the idea that nothing they did schematically or game plan wrong game plan wise in the uh, Chargers game was wrong. Nothing nothing they did was wrong. And that it was all effort and execution, which is a very curious thing to do—blaming the players and not taking any of the uh, the blame on themselves as coaches. Um, and I don't like it, and I'm just uh, confused by it. And I think that anybody with eyes could see that uh, that the Chargers were the the Chargers were basically game planning to cover what the dolphins wanted to do in the passing game Mm -hmm. and that the dolphins also did not lack commitment to the running game. And, uh, and, and, you know, I think anybody with eyes could see that. And so I, I'm really, really curious about this because it's not just one thing. It's like, they're, they're, they're pounding. And, uh, and either, you know, if I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, then I'm gonna say they're just trying their hardest to get the bills to think that they're not doing anything different. Mm-hmm. That you know that they don't have anything different in store for the Buffalo Bills. Well, week. it's
2: a, it's a 180 from what they said after the game.
4: Uh, That's right on
2: Sunday night because after yeah. the game, Mike McDaniel came out and said we were not only out schemed, I was out coached, and I didn't prepare the team pr- properly for this game. And then yeah. I called the bad game. He 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 hit every erogenous zone on yeah. Sunday night. And now and it's like now nah, we you know and now it's like nah these guys sucked the ass.
4: <laughs> yeah, now it's it's like no, there was an effort problem, there was uh execution problem. Um, all of our plays, you know, have answers to what the uh what the the chargers were doing defensively. Um which, you know, some of them could have, but no, not really. I don't think that's true. Um, And, you know, it's just, it's really baffling. And if I'm going to give them, if I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, like I'm just, I'm hoping that they're just trying to, to fool the Bills. But at the same time, if that's even the case, I question that because um, that's not the nature of the Bills defense. You know, that's not the nature of Leslie Frazier and the Bills defense. It's not like Brandon Staley and the um, and the, the Chargers defense where they're going to get creative and and come out with new coverages to try and um, not new coverages, not new coverages to the Dolphins, but new coverages for for them as a defense, uh, different coverages to try and take away what the Dolphins are doing. That's that's not they're they're going to do. I mean, the bills the bills are easy to predict on defense, mm-hmm. easy to figure out, um, and their focus is on out execution, uh, out executing. And so, you know, it's 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 a weird strategy, even if it is subterfuge, um, in my opinion. So I, you know, I I didn't I tell you what I didn't come away feeling better uh hearing their statements uh i didn't come away feeling more confident um and and so you know we're we're i guess we'll have to see how it shakes out on sunday but our saturday but um but still
2: yeah and one thing that uh you know and it's been talked about to death all all week uh on all the the talking head shows is of course this running game, and of course the the weather's bad, so everybody defaults to well, you got to run the ball. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta target this guy, you gotta target the other guy. Uh, their nickel, Teron Johnson, John uh, Lovsky made a point of this, and it's and it's true what he says. You could kind of isolate them in the run game, especially if you play outside zone, if you run a lot of outside zone, because they will not get out of their nickel. They just won't. Uh, the Bills refuse to do it. And I think against Miami, they're gonna be that's gonna be one instance where they're gonna say, run it for 250 yards. Let's see if you can. <laughs> you yeah, know right. what I mean? You know, but uh the other way to look at it is, you know, what happened to their their short passing game. And maybe that's the way, you know, there, there's two ways to skin a cat. And one of them could be just, you know, just you know, game plan a short passing game against this defense. I don't think that that's particularly the way you want to go. I think it has to go through the running game and you can't change too much of your offense because the way you run your offense, it's what's going to keep these guys in the defense. You can exploit with your running game. If that makes any sense.
4: Well, yeah i mean uh, yeah i i I agree i mean we've been begging for this since since the bye week since after the bye week against uh the houston texans where you know um they we accused them of uh of of possibly just trying to hide things uh for for the following week against the 49ers and then (laughs) <laughs> then found out that it's that was not the case. They just uh, just don't plan on ever running the ball again, I think, apparently. Um, so <laughs> yeah. you know, we're, we've been begging for this. We've been talking about this. I talked about it on Twitter. I said that uh, the seeds, you know, the seeds for what happened against the Chargers were certainly planted in the San Francisco game. Even though everybody, all they wanted to do was talk about Tua, you know, Tua being bad. And um and it was almost like it was almost like if you if you dared to talk about any other aspect of the offense that was not going right, um, then everybody immediately and forcefully brought the conversation back to Tua and 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 possibly accused you of being a Tua apologist just for talking about anything other than Tua. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um and, it, and it, it did need to be talked about. You know, because um, because the it's clear that um, the defenses are are game planning. Um, they're they're crowding one side of the boat, you know, and not and not really and not really being scared that it's going to tip. And um, and I think that that's uh, you know I I don't know that the Bills will actually do the same thing though because they are very much a a, a do what they're going to do kind of defense. Mm-hmm. Um so it you know, it's gonna be interesting. I I don't I don't necessarily know that they have to run the ball. You know, now I said all that, that they have to run the ball to win the game. Hmm. What I do know is that they are showing not only uh issues with running the ball, but also issues with passing the ball in the short areas of the field. That is not happening and it's not happening well. Um, And I think that that needs to change at, you know, at the very least uh, in addition to the running game. Um, But there is an opportunity here because, you know, first off this whole cold weather thing, I thought you thought you pointed it out perfectly uh, on, um, on Twitter, (laughs) you know, but, the cold weather and the cold weather thing for Miami for the Miami Dolphins uh, did not did not come about when Tua Tungavaloa was drafted. Okay, this has been a thing for forty years. <laughs> forty, <laughs>
2: making fifty. I remember yeah. when I was when I was a little kid. I remember hearing all the time. Oh, they're they're going to New England. They're going to Buffalo. It's cold. They're losing.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is this. The is great the most- Dan Marino. Was this five is the most Miami nine. thing, and yeah, including in including all throughout the 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 career of the great Dan Marino, was warm weather team, uh, going to going to New England in the in the cold, going to Buffalo in the cold, and they 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 freeze and wilt and die, <laughs> and that's 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 been the story, um, for God knows how long. So so people need to get off this oh, it's a Tua thing, you know, that's that's, that's nothing to do with that. Um, but there is an opportunity because people don't, I don't think people realize that Josh Allen is not as good in the cold as they think, as, as people mm-hmm. think. He is not as good in in cold, snowy weather um, as people think. You know, he he has experience in it at Wyoming, but he didn't necessarily play well in it. Mm. and 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 he hasn't necessarily played all that well in it uh you know as a buffalo bill either um so i think that uh i think that you know if if you're thinking that josh allen is just gonna show up uh to a tongue of badly because of the weather itself that's not i mean think think about do you remember do you recall um the game and I think it was, I think it was, uh, Mac Jones. Wasn't it Mac Jones last year yes. when they played Mac Jones mm-hmm. um, and it was real bad weather, real bad weather. Right. Yes. And Mac Jones like attempted what all of like two passes, three Simple. passes, three passes. Sorry. I, one I, completion. I, I, yeah. one thirty-three <laughs> 33% three, three passes. Well, new England won that game. Yes, you know? they did. New England won that game and this is something that I brought up before um, about Bill Belichick being really good in those sorts of heavy weather games because he doesn't try to do too much. Mhm. The other side of the ball, Josh Allen the Buffalo Bills most definitely did try to do too much. Yep. You know. And and they <laughs> and so they lost the game. And and their 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 offense was was dismal. Um, and and you know Josh Allen. I, I mean, I'm telling you, telling you right now, Josh Allen is not what people think he is in these cold weather games necessarily. And that injury
2: is affecting him drastically. Okay, there's a reason why they're not scoring as much the last yeah. few weeks.
4: It's not that I'm trying to you know traffic and hope here or try or give give Dolphins fans a lot of you know a bunch of hope and and then only to be you know dashed when when we go ahead and lose off, off a short week in buffalo and you know nine inches of snow it, it's just I, i'm trying to just i'm trying i'm just trying to tell everybody that josh allen isn't what what you think he is in that weather and um and so there is an opportunity if the dolphins actually come up with a good plan yeah. um and are able to execute it and i think that that's you know that's that's something that we're gonna have to see um because you know I, I i don't know right now right now i'm just I'm just getting all kinds of bad signs over the last month, and it's it's got my radar going, and it's not it, uh, it's not pleasant <laughs> um yeah, uh, with respect to the dolphins coaches,
2: yeah, and uh yeah, they're cycling you know I talked about this on on the rock pile report, which is the the bills podcast I go on every week. And I was telling them, you know, I'm a horse player and the way you play horses and the way you follow a horse, it's with a, a cycle. And sometimes they cycle down and you know that their peak performance, it's probably not on his next run. Right. And then sometimes you see that they're cycling up and you could almost see, okay, their peak performance is on the way. Uh, dolphins are toward the the bottom of their cycle right now. They got to bottom out first.
4: Yeah, this is this is cyclical. Yeah, is you know. a classic cyclical investment. Actually, on my on my on my um my end, you know, yeah, in my, so, my turn.
2: You know, now it, it it could happen that they bottom out in the first quarter and then they just play bangs out. You know, from the second, third, fourth quarter on, and they win this game. Like that's always possible. You know, mm-hmm. but as far as their current trend, it's not good. It's actually going, it's actually down. Uh, one thing that that I found really interesting and I, and I mentioned this before, first of all, Cole Beasley might even be active, okay? And Simon had a great idea, and I'll share it with you after I say this first, but Cole Beasley is actually, it might be even active for this game, but they added John Brown, okay? A couple yeah, of weeks man. ago. And I think that that makes a huge difference. Now, the difference is that this is not the same Josh Allen. Like, this Josh Allen merely has a great arm. The previous Josh Allen, the one that didn't have a UCL injury, had, you know, a howitzer, okay? So he can make use of John Brown in the way that he probably can't right now. And it's not only throwing it to him, but if John Brown runs in a straight line really, really fast, your safety has to honor it. So that could open up things for Gabe Davis and and Diggs. Now, Simon had a great idea. Both of those guys were on the practice squad not too long ago. Shouldn't the Dolphins just claim them for this game?
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> they, they 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 can't. It's it's not a um it's not a it's good. It's it's a fun idea, but it's not it's not a realistic idea because it's not it's not just about claiming them. They they have to agree to sign.
2: Oh, they have to agree uh, to sign. <laughs> yeah, but... it's
4: it's and they and the the Bills will very likely you know. Try and say, you know, hey, we're we're not allowing you. to
2: sign. <laughs> Yeah, what the so, hell are you doing? Yeah, exactly. You know what
4: I mean? Yeah, like so, we claim both Cole Beasley and John Brown <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that's that would be that would on be on defense.
2: On defense, Simon uh, Simon Simon thinks that, and I tend to agree with him. You got to get to him before. You got to be really conservative on the back end. You got to start right there, and you got to get to to. To Josh Allen with four. Uh, I added you got to scout correctly and play correctly their design runs because they're doing it. It's 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 a feature of their offense. Their design runs with Josh Allen, they do it on third and five, third and four, third and three. Like those are all like if it's third and five or more, maybe you could get away with ignoring it. And it's just gonna be a scramble if he, if he, if he does take off. But third and five or less, like you should, in my opinion, you got to be you got to be keen on the design run because it's something that they just do and they do it three, four, five times a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you tend to agree with us; we got it right.
4: Yeah, I mean, so yes, uh, I think I think that's exactly right because, especially with this game and these conditions, those designed runs are going to be so key for them for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, designed quarterback lines um but also i mean look no further than the first game we played them you know L- like do you know do you know what do you know what josh allen's passer rating was in the first game on um on the we blitzed him almost 40 40 percent of the time um do you know what his passer rating was on those uh those blitzes on those blitz plays no 135 that's good you know, his passer rating was on the plays where we did not blitz him. Go ahead. 73. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty good for us, right? You know, yes. and, and so, um, you know, he, he, he had one plays where we didn't blitz him. He was throwing the ball away. Um, you know, he was, he, he was, I, I think what was his, his yards per attempt was below five, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's really, it's really, uh, I mean it, it's 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 pretty convincing as far as as far as what we should be doing and what well really more to the point what we should not be doing against it. Um but on the other hand, you know, that's if we're worried about the designed runs, and we should be, um then you know, the 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 issue is, you know, some of those some of those blitzes are actually kinda you know, uh, run blitzes that, that can help you, um, defeat a guy, I guess, or, or defeat the run game. And, um, and so I guess you, you've got to figure that out, but, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, those, those are, those are two of two, almost, almost obvious, you know, almost too obvious keys. You almost like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're almost like, Oh, <laughs> um, but uh but yeah, I think that um I think that, that that's the way to go.
2: Yeah, and I and and I'll say another thing. Um and I'll ask you a question. Is the next time that they're gonna feature a tight end when Dalton Schultz or Foster Moreau is the, the tight end one here? Is that gonna be the next time that they'll feature a tight end here in Miami? You know,
4: I, I, I wish I could tell you. I wish I could tell you the um uh, the answer to that. Um I i had been thinking that that Mike Kosicki was functioning as a decent uh, a decent i guess at the very least a decent um decoy you yeah. know um and he was like earlier in the year uh, but you know i think that um now it's it's not even it's not even that anymore because you know he's he's uh he, he's not even on the field um so you know, I I think that that's I, I think we're just I think we're just dead in the water there. You know, I, I hate to say it. You know, I think it's just I think it's dead issue now at this point. Um, and so which sucks, but uh, you know, that's that's what it is.
2: Yeah, and and, and I'll say, look, the the Bills played the Jets last week, and the Jets have a CJ Uzoma, who who's been a colossal disappointment this year for the Jets. He's a good player. He's just you know he's. He's kind of in the same boat as Mike Kosecki, like they're completely ignoring him. But mm-hmm. if you have if you have a tight end that can, you know, th- that they have to make note of that. If you have a tight end that they have to put on the whiteboard as part of the the scouting report, that takes away a lot of what Matt Milano does really really well, because it tends to put him into coverage a lot. It's what they do against Kansas City. Against Kansas City, they use a lot of a lot of their safeties, and they use Matt Milano underneath on Travis Kelsey all the time. If you got Matt Milano haunting the, the, the intermediate area and you got him dropping into coverage and you have him rushing the passer, you got him active and you got him in the mode that, in my opinion, makes him a defensive player of the year candidate this year. Mm-hmm. If you got him in coverage, you got him away from everything that, that you really want to do especially across the middle, because I understand he's he's had a good season. Tremaine Edmonds has had a good season. I don't mind Tremaine Edmonds trying to tackle my running backs and my ro- wide receivers in the short zone. I don't mind. If we got <laughs> Tremaine Edmonds chasing these guys in the short zone, we're, we're making hay. We're getting yards. We're getting yak. But Matt Milano, we got to occupy him somehow. And the only way you really do that is with with a tight end and Evidently, that's not something that's in the cards. It wasn't in even in the cards the first time around, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, you know, Matt Milano was extremely active, and you know, possibly may have concussed our quarterback and cost them three games after the the Cincinnati game. So, do you think that they have it in them to to actually create a, a game plan that not neutralizes Matt Milano but occupies them?
4: Yes, I I, I do think that that's going to be I mean, these coaches, I may be I may be losing confidence in the coaches, but um, a little bit anyway, but um, but it's not, you know, I I think that it's that will be that will be, you know, among their their top priorities. So is it um, as
2: easy as just getting the ball to Alec Engel through, through the passing game?
4: Well, that was an interesting um, that was an interesting thing that they started to uh, that they started to get going um, sometimes in the uh, in the 49ers game and um, I'm curious to see if they if they keep that going a little bit um, but yeah it's it's got to be it's got to be foremost on their mind because something they did in the 49ers game that I thought was uh, fascinating was um, that they that they really um, uh, they were using uh 20 personnel not not 20, not 21 personnel we're used to them mm. using 21 personnel right mm. um but uh, but they were using 20 personnel and um in that game and uh, i thought that it was effective um it was one of the things that was effective against the um the the um the 49ers and i am curious if they go back to it because um, they there are similar reasons why they would you know uh Mm. so um i I will be interested in in seeing that but you know just to um put a bow on on the whole josh allen cold weather thing is um you know you mentioned you got to stop the design runs well yeah i mean he he runs the ball he runs the ball about you know 50 percent more often um, in cold weather games than he does uh, than he does in, in the other games you know Josh Allen does um, but to the point about you know what is he is he a um, is he a cold weather or warm weather quarterback you know um, I, I think I think it's worth you know his 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 yards per attempt in those cold weather games drops dramatically you know um, through his career, uh, Josh Allen does, and he's he's about a, He's he's a little over six yards per attempt in those um those games, and um, the the overall passer rating, I, you know, I don't know what it is offhand, but it's it's not it's not great. Um, so you know, it, it'll be interesting because I know that I know that everybody is is saying that Miami and that nine inches of snow and you know, it's, uh, and Tua and all that, you know, it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be terrible, but, um, but I don't know. Um, it's, it, it, it might be more even that way than you think. And so what I'm saying is no excuses.
2: All right. Well, it's prediction time. And in the first half, uh, I made my prediction. I, I said, uh, you know, the dolphins are required to play better. You, you got to start cycling up from where you were. And, I said that they would cover their seven-and-a-half-point underdogs, although that's been bet down a little bit. I think it's at seven right now, and I had them losing it precisely by seven. I had them losing 24-17. Simon said that it was either going to be extremely close and a heartbreaker or it might be a little bit more ample, and I believe he predicted 34-17 for the Buffalo Bills. What say
4: you? I think Simon's got the right of it, and um, the the thing that the thing that I the way that I see this game proceeding is that it will be a close game, and for most of the game, you know, it will be very close. But it's one of those games that's close and close, and but you know, at the last, you know, kind of in the last quarter, um, the the defense breaks open. And um and the uh and the Buffalo Bills do end up winning by a margin. um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think one of those 30 to 30, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to be only 13, but but, you know, something like 30 to 17, you know, Um, it looks like it's going to be close. And then and then it's a two score game by the by the time the final gun sounds. All
2: right. Uh, that's it. The next time we talk to you, we'll have results from this game and we'll talk about it. Uh, And then we're going to talk about the most important stretch of the season, which is going to be a sprint to the finish. There's going to be three games, and it's going to be extremely simple. If they lose this game on Saturday, they have to win two out of three to get into the playoffs. And we'll talk about that on Monday. But till then.
1: Thanks for listening to 3 Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider.